The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's a Garcia Diaries! Welcome to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia. You might know me as the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. What's up, guys? I'm your co-host, Anthony Garcia. Every week, we deep dive real life, marriage, parenthood, sex, pop culture, and anything else in between. Let's get started. All right, we are live. We have a special, special guest here. I'm excited for this one because I've known this person my whole life. They've, you know, wiped my ass to <laughs> cry at my wedding probably. <laughs> but I have, I've never really, we've never really like dove into, you know, you and peeled the layers back. And, you know, we, we we've mentioned Theo Mark. That's his name. Theo Mark. Welcome. Tia Mark. Hi, everyone. We've uh, mentioned him literally since like the first season here and there in episodes. And so you probably recognize his name or if you follow us, you recognize his face because everyone's always obsessed with him. And, on my story. and the hair. That <laughs> the hair. He played a pivotal part in the beginning of Bethany and myself's relationship when you got pregnant. So it was, Tia Mark has played a big role in our lives and to this day still plays a pretty big role so and okay so i i texted him the other day and i was like hey like we want to have you on the podcast and to share your story and he was like i'm so uninteresting i'm not interesting and i was like you're you come from a traditional mexican family and you're gay and he was like you're right i am pretty mexican and pretty gay so (laughs) so here we are so tio mark yeah marco it's so weird to me Marco to hear because Marco Antonio is your real name. Like Marco Antonio is my first name. Yeah. By on his birth certificate, so <laughs> when people call you Marco, it confuses the hell out of me because I'm like, that's Theo Mark, just like with Theo Jesse, your brother. And Jesus, they call him Jesus. Yeah. We never called him Jesus. It was Theo Jesse. So it's so weird to me when people call you guys by your real names because that's not how I know you. But just give us a quick rundown. Who are you? How old you are? To what? Anthony, yeah. <laughs> people, it's so funny because people always, when you think of Theo Thea to a 26-year-old, you're thinking like an old fart. And you're you're like close in age to us. 34. Um, I do have all the gray hair though, so <laughs> I do look older. But you've, you've really accepted that and ran with it. Because I, I, when <laughs> I get grays, black, blacking my shit out immediately. Well, I, so I've always said, as long as I have my hair, I don't care what color it is. It could be all gray as long as I'm not and balding. And you have a good set of hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. No balding in sight. Yeah. So the Hairline's uh, not even receding. It's okay. Not yet. So jealous. how are you related to Anthony? So I am Anthony's uncle. I am his uh, mom's brother, Theo Mark. Theo Mark. How are you related to Beth and them? <laughs> So do you want to do you want to start at the beginning or do you want to start at the recent and go back to the beginning? I say let's go back because I I honestly have some questions. I'm sure some questions will pop up as we go along, but you know, take us back to the beginning. You're you honestly you are the I I think I think, but you're the first gay person that was ever in my life. Openly, right? right? And openly, yes. Yeah, yeah. And to this day even as a kid, like, and we're going to, we're going to touch on this a little bit more. I never thought of you as, oh, my Theo Mark is gay. It was mm-hmm. always like, that's just my Theo Mark. And, you know, I never thought anything else of it. So to, for me, it was never a, like, oh, Theo Mark's different. Nothing, none of that, nothing ever, like ever popped into my head. So let's like, let's kind of go back to your childhood and 
little the start of you. Mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so as a kid, you know, I think everyone can relate to this, right? As a kid, like your sexual orientation, your, you know, attraction to the opposite or the same sex isn't even a thing, you know, like you're just kind of there having fun playing. I remember as a kid, like I had crushes on girls, like, and that was always um, there, but I think it was more of, that's just what society said, right? So like boys liked girls and girls liked boys. And that's just what you were expected to do. You know, I do think that before I came to terms with with being gay, like I, I literally remember thinking like, I'm going to get married to a woman. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to, you know, be a great dad, husband, whatever the case may be. And, you know, unfortunately, like when I started realizing that, Hey, you know what, something's, something's different. <laughs> something's not, you know, you don't necessarily have those feelings for girls. You don't fit that societal box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, and this was like preteen Marco, you know, like I, I remember thinking like, okay, you, you can't act on that. You can't do that. Like, it's not okay. It's not what people expect of you. It's not what your family's going to be okay with, you know, whatever. So I remember thinking, you're going to marry a woman. You're going to... You were like telling yourself yeah, it yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I rem- yeah. I remember very clearly thinking, no matter what you feel or no matter what you think, you're going to you're going to do what society tells you. Right. Dang. But that was pressure I was putting on myself. Right. Just yeah. from what I saw, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, like with, with, you know, like many families, like if there isn't an issue, you don't have conversations. Right. So like, I never, I never really knew like what, you know, Nana, my, my mom thought of like gay people, okay. but it was just never, cause it was never talked about, you know, yeah. like it was never brought up. Now I have a question for you. Was there like, I have, you're my gay uncle with you when you were a kid, was there anyone in your immediate circle that you were around that was openly? No. Okay. No, no, no. But so I don't know if you, if you knew Augustine. Yeah. So my mom's cousin um, is trans. And I remember as a kid, like, like she was always welcome, you know, and she was always around and like, do you remember Brianda? Yes. Like, I, you know, I would babysit mm-hmm. like, you know, their, their kids and you know, all of that. So like, so I had that exposure and I knew like, okay, like they're, they're different, but I, I guess I never related to that. Right. Because I'm, you know, me and myself, I'm not trans and I don't think I kind of put myself in any bubble. And that was, I think even before I knew even who I was, Okay. Yeah. but, but I did see that and I did, you know, and I guess kind of looking back, you know, it, it, you know, she was welcomed and she was, you know, a part of the family yeah. and she would go out with Nana and all of that. So I think that was probably my first exposure to someone in life and in the family that was out. Okay. Yeah. So that's I the- remember my first exposure, I was like at the mall and there was this guy there that had like a beard and like long hair, but then he had long acrylic nails and was wearing a dress. And my parents were like, don't look at them. Don't look. And I was, and that was my first exposure ever to a gay person. Like, can you, and as a, a freaking kid. Of course, when you tell a kid, yeah. don't do something, yep. they're going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then now I'm sure all you kids were there just, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, don't look at like, that's a monster or like something like that. Okay. Like what the so, hell? It pisses me off to even think about now. So Anyways. You're, you're preteen and then you're right. Like you said, it's kind of, you don't if you don't ever discuss anything or talk about things then you don't, you don't yeah. know where people stand. Exactly. Okay. So. And plus if you don't have any like exposure to other lifestyles or human beings that live life different than societal standards, especially when it's like ingrained in your head, like how do you even know what other 
lives are out there to live, Yeah, I guess. And so did it feel like almost like, did, did you think about like this imaginary life you could have or like, what's the word daydream about it? Or was it just like suppress, suppress, suppress? Yeah, it was definitely push that down. Don't even, you can't act on it. You can't talk about it. You can't anything. Like okay. it, it was literally like, you're, you're going to marry a woman. You're going to fit this role because that's what's expected. Of so you. what was the first age that you were like, starting to suppress that honestly I, I don't even remember like i but I, I know that it was like before a teenager so like then i was a kid talk yeah. us through you what age you were and when you finally were like okay this is who i am and i need to like be honest about it honestly it was it was probably right around teenagers or, or early teenagers and i'll, I'll say preteen because i came out at 14 so 14 is young, still a kid, still, yeah. you know, trying to figure yourself out, you know, but by 14, I was solidified in I'm gay and I know that that's what it is. So it, it had it had to be a couple of years leading up to that. So 14, let's, uh, what year were you born or 87? So what year would that have been? So not early 2000s? Yeah. To, uh, I think it was 2020, uh, 2000 to like 2000, 2001. So yeah. st still at a time in, in history where was was you know being different accepted as a society or were no, you, oh was no. it still kind of oh no 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 so i i knew like i was gonna be shunned okay. like i knew i was gonna like be put in this generalization of like you know for people who are religious like that you know you're corrupt and you're a sinner and you're this and that and then for people who aren't that, you know, you're kind of like the butt of the joke, right? Or that, you know, you you are the one that wears the long nails and the dresses and all of that stuff. And that's what you, that's what they, they portray in the media, you know? So yeah. like, I knew I was going to be like tied to all of that and potentially looked at as someone who's a bad person or just someone to make fun of or someone who's going to be made fun of in school and all of that. So now before we that's get- That's a lot for a 14 year old to- have on their shoulders. That's yeah, you're right. Now, before we get to you actually coming out to Nana, which is my grandma, your mom, did you have a relationship like, so with me, my parents, I knew whether, no matter what it was, if it was against God or if it was a sin, I couldn't come, I couldn't talk to them about it. Did, how was your relationship with Nana? Like, you, even though you didn't, you know, you didn't openly talk about gay or whatever. So you didn't know her stance. Okay, but how was your relationship? Were you guys close? Did you feel that you could, hey, no, anything I can go talk to my mom about? Like, So I want to say yes, but with this thing specifically, I really had no idea. I So I, I knew that like, you know, she's religious, right? Or at that point she was. We're from a Hispanic family, which is traditionally homophobic, you know, and, and you know, toxic masculinity and you have to fit these roles yes. and all of that, you know, so like, so definitely... You know, for I, I honestly had no idea. Like, I had no idea how it was going to be received. You know. Okay. And and if I can st take a step back, I actually came out to Theo Jesse first. Okay. He was the first person that I ever came out to. That's he, your little brother. Yeah. That's, that's that's my younger brother, a year and a half younger than me. Like, you know, at the age of fourteen, when I came to terms with it for myself, I knew like, you know, and at that at that age, like honestly, like I I've never been like a popular like had a huge crowd of friends like that I could talk to and you know whatever that I would be like okay I need to come out to them or whatever so it was honestly your Theo Jesse was like the first person that I'm like if I come out to anybody 
it has to be him, you okay. know? So I remember that very vividly. Like we were sitting on the living room floor and I was just like, hey, I have to tell you something. And I'm like in tears and, Aww. you know, that whole, that whole thing. And, you know, I tell him, you know, that you know, that I'm gay and he's like, it's okay. And, you know, this po- he's a kid too, you know? So he's just like trying to comfort me and being like, I love you and it doesn't matter and I don't care. And honestly, like nothing changed. Like, okay. it, you know, because again, at, the, at that age, like your orientation doesn't matter. Like, it's just your relationship with your with siblings person, yep. or what, you know, whatever. So like it wasn't even a thing, you know? And I think it was probably a couple of months before I came out to Nana and, you know, similar situation. Like I was in tears and really it was because of the unknown, you know, it was like, I have no idea if I'm going to get kicked out. I don't know if she's going to like try and tell me that, nope, that's not who you are. Or I had no idea what reaction she was going to have. Yeah. And, and, and really the, the tears and, you know, all the emotions came from just not knowing what was going to happen with me opening up like this. I want to take a real quick break just to talk about thanks, which are period underwear. And I'm telling you guys right now, I've been telling you on Instagram for ages. I'm telling you again, period underwear are game changers. So things are washable, reusable underwear that absorb your period. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. You can use things as a total replacement to pads and tampons or as a backup to pads or tampons or cup even to prevent leaks. Honestly, I hate pads. I hate tampons. So having things as my complete underwear that's protecting me from leakage or anything like that is literally such a game changer. Thanks period underwear come in a range of absorbances from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or two and a half regular pads worth of blood. Every pair of things is made with their signature four layer gusset technology that works to quickly absorb your period, wick away moisture, neutralize odors and prevent leaks. Things are reusable and machine washable. They're so easy to wash. You just toss it in the washing machine, wash it with your other laundry and hang dry. You don't have to do anything special. They're also size inclusive, offering all of their styles and sizes up to 4X, which I love. The other thing that's incredible is they have over 14,000 five-star reviews and over 1.2 million people have made the switch to Thinks. Thinks also has a 60-day money-back guarantee so you can try their period underwear risk-free. Thinks is offering our listeners $10 off their first order with code Garcia. Visit RethinkYourCycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using code Garcia. Make the switch to Thinks today. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. So what happened? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So no, she, she literally was like, why are you crying? And I'm like, cause I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't know if you were going to be mad at me, if you were going to. And she was just like, I mean, she literally said like, if you, if you said something to me and I started like beating you up or kicked you out or whatever, like that would be a reason to cry. But 
not knowing she said that that's not that's not a reason to cry and i know that that was her being comforting and saying like you have no reason to like think anything until i actually respond you know yeah. like did she ever say anything like oh i knew no but you know what like you, you have to know you know yeah. like you, you know your kids like you know if your kid is lying you know if yeah. your kid is you know you, you just know them you know them in and out like so i i in hindsight i like i'm sure she knew well i've, I've had you know, you know conversations with her and she was and she's mentioned like I knew when Theo Mark was really young that, you know, <laughs> I, I knew, you know, I just was like, hey, I'm going to wait until, you know, either he yeah. come fight, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so yeah. and that's just her in passing. But it's funny that you say that because Nana is like, I don't know where I would be, where our family would be without her. But she's such a just blunt, like. If I die, I die. You know, that's, that's when I was supposed to die. Like, I, I don't worry about that, you yeah. know? And cause you know, she goes to like Mexico travels for dental work, things like that. And people are always like, well, you're going to go by yourself. Like what if something happens? And she's just like, well, if, if something happens then I guess that that was meant to be. So she's just very loving and caring, but just like matter of fact. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not going to worry about that because what's, what's worrying going to do. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you know, one day maybe we'll get her on here, but knowing everything that she's gone through in life, it's just like, it makes sense because so at so many points she could have folded and, you know, gave in to, oh, pobrecito me or poor me. And, yeah. but she didn't do that. So it's funny to hear that that was her reaction. Like, <laughs> why are you crying? Like, but cry that's, cry that's when that's, I give you a reason she, to cry, yeah, you know? Yeah, but, but, yeah but, but not even from like a malicious standpoint. It's yeah. definitely like, Cry when there is a reason to cry, not cry or, you know, like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make you cry. No, it's bro. definitely more of like a cry. If like, ma'am, no. I'm allowed to have emotions. Okay. <laughs> so you came out to your mom. Mm -hmm. So at this point you're 14 years old. How much older is Melissa than you? 10 years? She's uh, about eight years. So okay. there's 10 years between Jesse and her. Okay. So, so. you're 14. I'm four. No, no you're like you're, eight. You're like, oh, yeah, you're like eight. You're oh, like, yeah, because oh, you're, sorry. I think I was eight when you were born. So this is, yeah, oh, so you're I, like I thought we were still, seven, eight. I thought we were still in the year 2000. I'm sorry. So I, I would have been four then. So I'm eight. 2000, well, 2001, then it may have been 2001. Just so, so I'm four or five years old. I think, yeah. You're a child. Yeah. You're still a child. <laughs> we can agree on that. I just want to make it known like I was around at this point. You were alive. Yes. So because you guys are like, a, you're closer in age than... Anthony and Mark are closer in age than Mark and Melissa are. Melissa's Anthony's <laughs> mom. So anyways, do you ever come out to her? To, to Melissa? Melissa? Okay. So the only two people I came out to with, uh, came out to was Jesse and Nana. That was it. So everyone else, you're just like, they can figure it out themselves or like, I don't care to tell Wait, them. Yeah, or, it was honestly more of like, a, those are the two most important people in my life. And those are the two most, in people, most important people that... If they know, I don't care who else knows. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, I mean, honestly, I have love for my siblings, like, uh, you know, every single one of them, but you know, Theo, Jesse, I was just close to, we were, we just Always know each other in and friends. out, yeah, yeah. you know, and Nana, of course, just, she's just, your mom, you know? Yeah. So, so I have a question. So now you come out to the, the two highest people on your pecking order. Yeah. You're maybe junior high, about to go into high school. It's right before high school. Okay. Yep. So now that you've come out to them, does your life, like, do you change at all as far as like who you are at school? Are yep. you, yep. like, how, yep. how, do, how does that change? Talk us through high school. So, okay. So, so 
I guess, okay, so the person I am doesn't change, but living openly does. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. that's what I meant so, to say. So, so, like, I mean, I'm pretty reserved. I'm not, like, out there and, you know, all, all of that, you know, but, like, the coming out, like, to friends and stuff, right? Like, I just, from the bat, I'm like, no, like, I'm... I'm not straight, you know, or, or whatever. And do you think that people like should have to come out or can it, should it just, I feel like it should never be assumed either way. Like, yeah. So, so no, but I, but so, so here's the thing. I think they say like about 10% of the population is, you know, on that spectrum. Right. So like that, you know, so obviously it's not, it's not the norm and it's safe to assume that like someone is straight, right? If you get to know them or, or whatever. But I do think that everyone kind of has their own journey with it, right? So for me, it, it I came to terms with it really early on, right? And I think at 14, that's when people are starting to have boyfriends and girlfriends and all of that stuff. So like that was pretty in line with a normal teen coming to terms with being open to dating and having a relationship and wanting to date and all of that stuff, you know? But I don't think that like, I know. I, I kind of feel like it should just be open to like interpretation, meaning like you can't just assume like, oh, that kid is one way or another. And I don't think it should be a big deal if if they are, you know, like I think like as a parent, like, you know, if you know, like it's going to be up to them to to tell you, right. It's going to be up yeah. to them to, you know, tell you, tell you when they're ready. So as a parent, I think like if you think you've created an environment where your kid can't come out to you and they think they're going to be, you know, whatever, like it's up to you to be like, no, everything's okay. Who you are is who you are and I'm going to accept it or whatever the case may be. And I, and I think that like the reaction to someone coming out is going to mold kind of yeah, that makes who they sense. are and the relationship that they have with you, you know? And with you saying that, you know, Bethany and I have conversations and we talk about things, but you know, you, you ask your kid like, oh, like, you know, do you have a crush on anyone? You know, or who's the girl you like or, you know, so that even that, even though it's say, innocent. You, you, sometimes people inadvertently like mold their kid into who they are. And then if your kid's actually different, then they have, that's a moment that they do have to come out because like, so for our kids, we don't ever assume but I mean, like, not that we're even worried about our kids' sexual orientation. They're literally yeah. kids. But I'm never like, Brooklyn, what boy do you like at school? No. Like, I'm just like, oh, do you have a crush on anyone? But even though that's an innocent question, that can plant the seed of, okay, my yes. dad's asking me, we'll use Brooklyn. I'm asking Brooklyn, hey, which boy do you like? So what we've done so is like, like, is a there girl, a girl that you like? They're going to be disappointed. Deuce, yeah. Is there a boy that you, you know what I mean? Not saying like, because we don't know like you said we, we're not going to assume we have five kids like every we have five statistically kids. <laughs> speaking and they're their own if individuals they're all straight that's like a <laughs> i don't know that's probably not how it's going to be or maybe it is but we literally do not know and i don't ever want my kid to think that we'd be disappointed in them for just being who they are or even veer them in one way or the other because yeah. at the end of the day i want my kids to be their true selves, to be comfortable in who they are, especially with me and who they're going to be. Obviously, I'm raising them to be good humans, kind, things like that. But also like who you like, what you choose to do in life, that's up to you. And I don't want to be the one to have, oh, well, you're supposed to do this or you're supposed to do that. So even in those innocent questions, I asked, you know what I mean? Full broad spectrum. And I don't like, you know, I don't like a girl or I don't, you know what I mean? Things like that in their response. But it's like, hey, I'm putting it all on the table for you. So that way, you know, and 
no matter what you choose, I'm aware. I'm, you know, it's not going to be shocking to me or. Well, and the world is cruel. Like no matter who you are, the it's a hard, <laughs> the world is hard. So I want my home to be the safest possible space for my kids. You know what I mean? Like there's people out there that I said, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's our running joke now. How many times did you How tell me times? not to say that in our pre-production <laughs> meeting? There's families out there, obviously, that their kids feel unsafe at home and unsafe in the world. And like, I just don't ever want my kids to have to go through that. Yeah. So, you know, the language that you used was like, who do you have a crush on? Do you have a crush on anybody? Do you, you know, like, I think that is definitely more inclusive to, to, to just everything, right. To every straight, gay, bi, whatever, you know. And from your point, you know, Aunt, like you, you said, like if, if you say to Brooklyn, like, oh, which boy do you have a crush on? Then, yeah, she's going to think, okay, boys are the ones that I'm supposed to be looking at, right? But let's say she has a crush on a girl. Yeah. By me not even acknowledging yeah. that, that says like, oh, some maybe something, maybe something's wrong in her head. Maybe something's wrong. Maybe I'm not doing something right or I'm going against what my parents want. So that's why we just kind of let's not put what we think or what society thinks, let's let the kids figure it out themselves. Yeah. And, you know, since we're talking about the kids, I, I want to share a funny story. And I, I told Beth this a couple of weeks ago, but I had Brooklyn and Deuce over and, you know, I had a picture of, of me and, you know, one of my best friends up and uh, she's giving me a kiss on the cheek and like Deuce looks at it and he's like, Ooh, is that your wife? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, that's my friend. And then, you know, you know, Blake is there and Blake's my boyfriend and he he was upstairs or something. And, and I was just like, Mijo, like, you know, that Blake is my boyfriend, right? Like, so that's, that's, that's my boyfriend. You know, I, I'm not going to have a girlfriend, you know, that you Ever. Know, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, without, without skipping a beat, he was just like, Oh, so are you going to marry him then? Like, you know, and I mean, <laughs> to do, it's just about like, ew, you're getting married. No, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, so the fact that it's a boy or a girl or whatever, isn't even a, a thing, you know, and it's just, I think that just illustrates a, a, the perfect picture that kids are just open to everything, you know, and it is, it is us and it is society and it is, you know, the, the way that we speak that molds them, you know. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Foria Wellness. Everyone needs it. I want you guys to go get on your phone right now. Type into your phone, foriawellness.com slash Garcia. No, you guys, seriously, how many times do you have to say it? We're obsessed. obsessed. I know you guys have heard us talk about this many times. And as someone with a partner with a vagina, if you have a partner with a vagina, if you have a vagina, I'm telling you, I, I've seen the results firsthand. What are you doing? Why would you not want to take your sex game to the next level? Seriously, the Foria Wellness Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil are complete orgasm game changers. The arousal oil is like a pleasure pregame and the sex oil is a lube that every single person, whether you think you need lube or not, needs to try because it just takes sex to the next level. I feel like my orgasms are longer, more intense, and just oh, sex is so much more pleasurable when we use Foria products, which is why we use them literally every time. 
Here is a real testimonial that I found. It says my wife and I use the sex oil and awaken. And when she gets on top, we both come so hard that we see sounds and hear colors. And that is the perfect testament to how Foria makes me feel. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. You can get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash Garcia or use code Garcia at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash Garcia for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil and you will thank me later. Let's jump back into the combo. So skipping forward a little bit, because I think your whole teenage years, we don't like have to get too much into that, <laughs> but let's skip forward to when Wait, I actually have one more question. Okay. okay. When, when did you have your first boyfriend? 14. Okay. So yeah. right out the gate, you're not right out the gate, but you come out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just <laughs> That's crazy because I was straight since I was like a kid and I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was like 16. So you got game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a I had a girlfriend and I'm using air quotes girlfriend oh. at like 11 or okay. something. So like my first kiss was at 11 with a girl, you know. Oh my gosh, was... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about my mom because it is a crazy story. But for me, obviously I'm not, I'm your nephew. I'm a young kid. I don't remember the first time like I realized you were gay because once well, again so, it was never yeah even that wasn't even a thought in my mind yeah. like who yeah. you liked not, they didn't matter you were just Theo Mark I'm gonna be honest you, you, looking back you were kind of weird you used to play <laughs> with clay and you used to make these amazing people I don't know you were you're very those, those artsy are my, those are my action figures so you say you you say weird but it's like and I feel like in a traditional Mexican <laughs> it's, household it's weird, very weird. that's weird but like in life that's not no weird. but I'm you looking I mean? at like yeah. high school me and who I was as a teenager like I would not have hung out with anyone that was artsy because I was the jock I played sports and you know what I mean yeah. but <laughs> so you were totally the person that I would never hang out with but you're one of the people that I love the most. You're one of the most genuine. Like if I ever needed anything, the Mark was there. You know what I mean? But yeah. like you said, you didn't, you were an audible. You really were an audible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, yeah. You used to, like the clay, I you used to, you used to homemade clay. You used to make your own clay, right? So yeah. So I, no, 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 no. I just, I would like mix like these textures with these yeah. textures and just to make it like how, like and how, what he I would wanted. use it. He would use like, a clipboard, you know, like that you write on. And, and that, that was like my molding board. That you was know, his art I, stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. So in 2003, my mom, my parents, they get saved, meaning mm -hmm. they start going to church. Yep. Uh, Jesus is the reason. And you know what I mean? Good for them because, you know, they were drug addicts. They lived a horrible life. Good. They, they, Made this huge change, cut that shit off, but complete 180. Now everyone else is horrible mm -hmm. if you're not following mm -hmm. their lifestyle and believing what they believe in. So obviously it's, I'm going to say right around 2003, I remember we were at Nana's house and we used to go there like every Friday night, us kids spend the night there. And I remember you were watching, it wasn't, it was some music video live music rock and roll because you like rock and roll the only reason i ever listened to rock and roll in my <laughs> life was because you you didn't you like hip-hop and rap 
Uh, no, not not really. It's it was definitely more rock. Was, okay, yeah, alternative, like Aaliyah and you know old school R and B TLC. Yeah, I grew up on old school. Yes, definitely. So yeah. I have to credit my wide love. His love, love for Lincoln Park is Lincoln from Park. you. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Red Hot Chili but listen, Peppers. I would I would only be a rap hip hop guy if it wasn't for you. But my parents only listened to that. My other closest deal, Jesse, your brother, he listened to rap. Mm-hmm. You you kind of help expand my music, which <laughs> I'm appreciative Again, to the, the artsy oddball, you know, whatever stepping out. Right, of the, a the Mexican norm, yeah. that listens to rock and roll is weird, especially in a traditional household back yeah, then. Yeah. Right, it was either you like Spanish music mm-hmm. or you were like the cholo <laughs> hip hop guy. But listening I, to oldies, and this yeah. is this is one of my core memories because my mom's sitting there and she's preaching to you. She's trying to convert you, and. Were you like embarrassed by that? No, it was just, oh, like her life? No, just because I know that that was something that always came up. Like you guys would have to go like to the street corners oh, I, or with crosses or you were trying to convert all your family members. Like it, it was sitting there listening to your mom preach to him. Like, was that embarrassing to you? No, because it, it didn't become embarrassing until I was a teenager, junior high to when I started to really like paint Coming this image of myself as this cool kid. You know what I mean? But as an eight, nine year old, I didn't, I didn't care. It was just when one in one year, now the other. And I love going to Nana's because they had a TV and <laughs> I could listen to secular music and you know what I mean? But I remember her preaching to you and you guys are like arguing. I don't even think I was in the room. I was in Theo Jesse's room, but the rooms were, are so close. The doors were open. And I remember her just saying like, you're going to hell. You're mm-hmm. going to hell. I don't know if because you're gay was thrown into that, but she, to your face, she's like, you're going to hell. Yeah. And you got very upset. You guys like started arguing. You closed your door. And I didn't thought nothing else of it. I'm playing GameCube in the room and just moved on. But that was my first, like, oh, like, Theo Mark is gay. And I'm not supposed to yeah. accept, him. accept you. You know, that was the first yeah. time in my head. It was like, yo, something's wrong with you, supposedly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that didn't change any of my thoughts, feelings towards you. Like, it just, once again... Through one year and out the other, but that was like it planted a little seed. seed. Now yeah. the church you went to, fucking crazy. We've talked about it before. Like the one Bethany went there one time, they he said like if your son's wearing skinny jeans, you're putting the spirit of homosexuality. Like no, he literally said baby. the f word like that rhymes with maggot <laughs> on freaking stage as a preacher the first time I came to church, and I was like, and I'm a pastor's kid. You know what I mean? My dad's literally a pastor and I walk into this church and I'm like, this is not Christianity that I know. Like it was kind of scary. And I remember the second time they were talking about like how the world's going to end and all these sicknesses are going to overtake the world. And I like had nightmares that night and I was like, okay, I don't think I can come back to this church. Like it's not the vibe. It's not. It's so I don't feel safe here. Exactly. Crazy. Just absolutely crazy. But we were there five, six days a week. So this is stuff that I'm hearing. So as, as a teenager, you know, I'm processing all of this stuff and I'm like, wait, and I, I, we've, I've said this before. Every week I'm being told, like, if you're gay, if you're lesbian, if you're not, you know, living a straight life, like the Bible says, you're a sinner and you're a horrible person and you're trying to corrupt the world. And I'm hearing this, but I'm like, yo, Theo Mark's one of the best people that I know, like genuine human beings, like anything. I can come to you for anything. If I need anything, if I want some Qdoba, because that was our, that was our spot. <laughs> like you're there. And it, it, you know what I mean? And it was so confusing. Cause I'm like, how Theo Mark is that person. And I'm being told these people are so horrible, yeah. but you're not horrible. 
so that that was like the conflict in me obviously i don't i didn't believe that i knew at a young age like as soon as i turn 18 i'm out of here because this shit's crazy and i like tv i want to watch tv <laughs> his his reasoning is like i like basketball like i love watching sports i don't want to be part of a religion that i can't watch basketball so do you remember that conversation no with my that when you had that with my mom no. you don't okay so no, you no, don't no. you don't remember that no no but i but here's the thing like i've had many conversations okay with so, that, so it's just so it, they all kind of blur together so, so that was the one that i just happened to eavesdrop on yeah so probably mark do you want to walk us through the blow up that happened yeah. and how you kind of like we're not allowed to be in Anthony's life anymore. So first off, obviously Anthony was the oldest of the kids, right? So like favorite. he, he's, <laughs> right, the favorite. He was well, he was like the golden child, but so because he was older, he did clue into things. I don't think I ever said the word like, "Hey, I'm gay" to him. Uh, although I did come out to the kids, and I, he was a part of that conversation, but it was more so for the other kids who were yeah, younger, like you, you already know? knew. I knew yeah. it yeah. was just never him. like yeah. spoken about. We just yeah. knew, and it was like. That's yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. You and you had relationships. Yeah. You had yeah. Yeah. people that came around. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it was nothing, it was not yeah. anything to talk about or make a spectacle. It just was what it was. Theo Jesse had his people he liked. You had your people. It was that's it. And when I'd go over there, I confide in you guys. I talk about all the girls that I you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was just normal. You guys were my role models at that time. And that you guys are who I talk to. Yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of joked about like me, like changing your diapers and stuff, but like literally like I was like an additional parent to you guys, you know, like I, out of like all my siblings, like I was just kind of like the responsible one yeah, and all of that, that is, you know, so like that the babysit then I, you know, all of that stuff. So like I was really involved in, in all of your lives, you know, and I think before the blow up, you know, like I was, I was out, like I was out of the house on my own, like there were, you know, four of you guys going to three different schools and like they relied on me to like help, you know, pick up Des and take her to her volleyball game because they, you know, the other two cars needed to go to the other two schools or whatever. So like I was like in the mix, like, and it was like two, three, four, five times a week that I was like yep. in your life, yep. you know, like and on a, to kind of side note here, I think you ruined my <laughs> life for my siblings because <laughs> My expectations of a Theo, Tia, and uncle are like <laughs> at any moment, like Theo Mark had his own life. You had your own job. You moved out. You had your own apartment. You lived across town on the other side of town. Yeah. I think but you, you guys were like in Mesa and I was like in Tempe to, or yeah. something. Yeah. But you were still willing to, yes, oh, yeah, I no, can be after, there. I can take you to work, practice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So after work, for I would me, drive straight over and pick up Des or, you know, the kids. We saw you sure a lot they, during yeah, the week. Yeah. For me, that's why I look at my siblings like, yo, what the fuck? You live down the street. <laughs> Come like, over. you're trash. <laughs> right? But I also think that was so important to why we have such a good relationship to this day. Right? You're my uncle. We're close in age. But that was built very young, early yeah, on. Yeah. Outside of, you know, you coming over to talk to your sister and hang out with your sister. You yeah. actually spent time and hung out with us and took us to the movies, even though we weren't allowed to go to the movies. You know, <laughs> things like that. So... That's just a side note. Yeah. So if my siblings, if you're listening to this, pick your shit up, please. Because well, I mean, it was even to the point of like, I would go to field trips with you guys, you know, and you guys would pick me like you guys would, would pick me and I'd pick you guys up in the car and we'd go and I'd be a chaperone. I sure <laughs> didn't want my crazy ass religious mom there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, 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 so I'm at telling your, te your kindergarten teacher, you're a sinner. Yeah, no, because I know I, I had a lot of girlfriends and my mom would have pulled me out of the school, you know, very fast. <laughs> 
So, you know, so, so at this point, like I'm, that's how, that's how involved I am with, yes. with you guys, you know, and like, like no shade to my other siblings, but nobody else was doing that, yeah. you know, like, I, you know, I, they had their own lives and their own situation and all of that stuff. And so like, I, you know, shade deal, Jesse shade. No, I mean, he was, he was a kid. He was, you know, <laughs> but, it, but I'm involved in um, all of that. And at that point, like we, you're, we had had those conversations okay. of like, you know, like I'm like your mom thinks of thinks I'm going to hell, think whatever this and that. And not to like sidestep, but like one thing that like your Nana always told me was, you know, if she really thinks that you're like corrupt and you're this and you're that and whatever, you would not be in the picture the way that you are. Okay. You know? I agree. And like, you know, so that, you that kept that in your me. mind, like, oh, yeah. okay, so she does love me and totally. accept me underneath. Totally. So yeah. is totally. that is that why you kept coming back? Yeah, that's that's why okay. I never really changed the interactions that I had with you guys or with her specifically. And just know? just to put this out there, my mom didn't just attack you. She would go after my nana. Yeah. If you were a sinner, she was throwing shots at you. Yeah. So it was everyone. So but, but she would still come around. She would still yes. go to gatherings. She would still, again, like leave you guys alone with me. Yeah. You know, like, so that completely outshadowed anything that your mom could say, you know? But it, it had to have hurt. No, it did. It did. And and honestly, like, to me, it was definitely one of those things where me, I'm not, not religious. I'm very spiritual. I believe in something more than myself and all of that. But I, for me, like, I have a problem with like rules. Like no one can tell me like, you need to believe this and yeah. you need to do that. And I think religion really does that, you know, and sorry if I'm like, no, that's we, opening doors. To we like... literally talked about this <laughs> last week. No, I, I like how you said that because I said the same thing last week, but I said, I have well, a foundation when this of episode faith. comes out, it'll be two episodes, ago. two episodes ago, <laughs> but you said there, you believe in something bigger. more than myself. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Cause that's exactly where yeah. I'm at. I mean, I literally have a cross tattooed on my arm. Cause that's my, that's my representation of, what I believe in. Okay. I, I think there's a God and I think we all, it's all the same God. It's all, you know, whatever, but the rules are what I have a problem with. Okay. Right. Same so, here. so, and, and unfortunately, like, you know, for, for like your mom, I do think like her situation was she, you know, she got involved in some stuff she shouldn't have, you know, and for her to be okay and live a productive life in society, she needs rules. Yeah. So she needs that. I literally always and, say that to you, huh, babe? Yeah. So, so if she didn't have that. But it like, makes sense why that whole church that she goes to is all former drug addicts and yeah. gangbangers and people that have literally committed murder. And like those people need rules in order to be part stay of society track. and yeah. 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 And not stay get on, back well, involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. Stay on track to from something that could be worse. Right. Yeah. So walk us through that, what happened. The so story <laughs> that summer, it was summer. A lot happened. So I think, I honestly think there was a buildup to the family explosion because do you remember that's when I had gotten in trouble for having a MySpace and I got pulled from my school, my life. And I got, pretty much put on lockdown and I remember talking to you guys like this is so unfair like so there was a lot of animosity right because I had just fucking my life had been turned upside down you guys obviously weren't happy with that because you didn't agree with her we took a Disneyland trip as a family and I had to like stay on my parents hip because they didn't trust me to go on a ride with you okay well well so so like backing up the, like there was no issues right with with me being in your in the picture at yes, all yes and then there was a point in my life where i was like okay you know what like anthony obviously knows like even though we've never talked about it but like his siblings don't really know and they're older and they're you know like you know my boyfriend at the time is in the picture and they're they're literally calling him theo 
Like, I mean, it's like, that's, that's how involved it is. Yeah. Even though I'm being told like, it's wrong, whatever the case may be. So anyway, so I come out to the kids and you're there too. Yeah. And to your, you're just kind of sitting there like in the back, like, okay, like this is for my siblings. And you know, I understand, I understand what's going on, but they don't understand. So anyway, so I come out to them and like, it's, it's a time that I have them by myself again. They're you're, at my you place. Are, no, you're buying us school shoes. You took us to buy shoes for school. Oh, yeah, so it was. It, yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, crazy. Again, literally buying them shoes. School yeah. was yeah. gonna yeah. start, and we you bought our school shoes that yeah. year because my parents couldn't afford to buy shoes. Yeah. So, so again, to paint a picture of how involved I am in in their life, and again, if she really thought one way of me, like why would she allow me to be as involved, or you know, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so I come out to the kids, and you know, I'm just like, okay, I need to kind of get this out there so that. I can be who I am and openly and they can see all of me and hopefully understand that it's not wrong or, you know, whatever. And then at that point, it's just like, okay, like I did it. And then they go back home. And then I'm assuming like at that point, like the kids are like, oh, you know, Theo Mark well, told us this. We all or, know how Bianca is. All of our <laughs> listeners know it was, too. It was probably me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mom, so Theo Mark's gay. <laughs> so you said to live your true self. So even though... Years have passed since you come out to yeah. Nana, to everyone. Know, everyone. Yeah. So, so you still weren't comfortable being your true self around my siblings and yes. us because of yeah, okay, because of your mom. Okay, specific. I mean, flat out. That that's why. Okay. You know, like everyone else, like I'm open and honest, and it's just you know. What I mean, granted, like how many times a day do you like does your orientation come up? Never, never, never. exactly. Yeah, I mean, even as a gay person, it never really does unless it's like you're talking about a partner or, you know, a relationship or whatever, whatever it is. But the thing is, there was definitely this like there's this wall up between me and the kids. So you know? and it, I always think about my childhood and what I lived and whatnot. I don't ever look at it, you know, from maybe the eyes of my siblings because I was older. So I saw my parents pre-church, how they lived their life. And then I, I was, I lived through once they got saved and made those changes and went crazy the other way. But like my siblings, especially Michael and Bianca, the two youngest, they were babies. They grew up in church. So I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I remember uh, Tia Jose, which is another one of my uh, mom's brothers. Uh, he got his, this girl pregnant. And I remember being like, your son's a bastard because you guys aren't mm -hmm. married. But that's because that's what I heard that's at church. Told, yeah. So I couldn't, you know, I'm thinking through the lens of my siblings, they're, 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 they're hearing the same stuff that I'm hearing. Yeah. Right. Even more, even yeah. more so, yeah. but they don't have anything else to reference. This is all they know. So I can't, like you said, I, how it, it just makes sense to me how you're saying you're not comfortable because I know if I was, they're I, like literally little Melissa's walking around. If I was out here telling people, yo, your son's a bastard and saying all this ruthless yeah. shit. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, I'm sure they said things, you know, maybe not necessarily to you to hurt you and to try to attack you, but they may have said things that, you're like, oh, that's that's what yeah, they're and they're not going to be okay exactly. with exactly. With okay, yeah. but I never looked at it through their eyes, and oh, that's crazy to. Yeah, so so I so I come out to them, and you know, and that's when, that's when everything like messed up. Like it, like there wasn't an issue. Like there really wasn't an issue. Like at this point, like your mom hadn't had any more conversations with me okay. about like who, what you need to do, whatever. Like she knew where I stood, and I knew, you know, in some aspect that she loved me, and as as brother and you know all of that stuff and there wasn't any like tension there wasn't any awkwardness any of that all of that was pretty much gone because she had stopped you know okay so then i like get i think a phone call or something and it's just like like why do you think it's okay to like 
tell the kids that and all that. And that's, that's really when it became an issue. And she, she literally was like, you're not allowed to see them anymore. You're, you can't be around them anymore. Like you can't, you know, anything. And there's no like, because of this or because of that, it's just like, you, you shouldn't have done that. And like, you can't be around them and that's it. Like you, you can't, you can't see them anymore, you know? So for, for my, did that happen before Disneyland? No, after. So my view of the story, cause we went to Disneyland like during the summer and then obviously when summer ends, school starts, which is why you had, you were buying the shoes. Uh, I remember we come home, you drop us off. Uh, to me, it was just like, I already knew this. Like, it's nothing. I, I didn't coach my siblings like, hey, don't tell mom. Because I didn't think anything of it. I was like, I knew this. I don't know why you're even telling us this. Yeah. I thought everyone else knew my well, siblings because I knew. You well, know? okay. Well, hold, so hold on. So, so, you know, when you're saying like, you know, coaching your, your, your siblings and stuff, I didn't even think like, oh, I need to tell them yeah. like, you need to, you need, you can't say this or whatever. For me, I was like, again, I was so involved that it was my relationship with the kids Nobody else yeah. even mattered. Like yeah. not even your parents. Like I, I know that sounds crazy to think about, but just the relationship I had with you yeah. guys was so linear that like they weren't even a factor or weren't even a thing. Makes I just sense. knew like I wanted them to know so that our relationship could be good and we can be more open and yeah. they can, you know, whatever. So I didn't even think like, don't tell your don't tell your parents. You know you what know? I'm sitting here thinking right now? Every single fight I've ever had with your mom is was started by Bianca <laughs> literally like the whole thing where like I had told Bianca something and then she went home and told your mom and then we did she didn't see the kids for like six months or like when you ran away like every single thing is from <laughs> Bianca so you drop us off and you know I think nothing of it but Bianca and Michael was like oh Theo Mark told us that he's gay <laughs> and my mom was I got like why would you let him say that and you know, you're the oldest and I'm like, you're literally like 14. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I didn't, I thought I was going to get shoes. Like I didn't. And she was like, you're not going to wear the shoes that deal. Mark got you like throw. And I'm like, well, are you going to buy me shoes then? Because you just said you can't afford to buy me shoes. Like, and so I got in trouble and then it was, I remember the phone call. She's yelling at you. Like, it's not your place. I think it was like six months before. And of course my mom called, your guys' mom to vent and complain to my nana was like, took your side because she's like, yeah. well, what's the problem? So then my mom was mad at Nana. Yeah. And then, so everyone in our family I caught, forgot, I forgot about that. caught straight bullets because forgot, they yeah. sided with you because yeah. we knew she was fucking crazy. And we didn't see anyone for at least six months. Yeah. Not even Nana? Nana, oh nobody. I, that, I forgot about that. I forgot that it was like, well, because like, they're not going to not invite me to our typical Saturday mornings that we have breakfast together or parties or birthday parties, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like, so she knew he's going to be in the mix and he's going to be all of that. So like, I can't, I can't be a part of that. And then plus they're all taking his side. So they're all, you know, whatever. So she has an opinion of them, you know, but I, I forgot that it even stretched further than just me, you know, just, yeah. So that goes by, I don't know what happens, but we're now speaking where my mom's now speaking to her siblings, her mom, where did the relationship go from there? Yeah, and was there like a resolution to that fight? So honestly, I, I mean, don't it wasn't think a fight. Were... It was just you getting yelled yeah, at. It was, yeah, it was just me getting yelled at and told you're cut off. Like, you know, I, I don't remember there being a conversation of being like, hey, like, we're, you're allowed in the picture again, but it needs to look like this or there nothing like that. It was honestly very months go by you just kind of like get over it. Like really, like really, I think that's what, that's what it was. It's just, you, you just get over it. And then it's like, well, you know, your mom is like, well, Nana needs to see her, her, mm-hmm. 
grandkids and I can't, you know, whatever. So I think it just kind of like the door kind of slowly opened and it was like, I, I would be there when I would be there and I wouldn't when I wouldn't and yeah. whatever. And it was just kind of like one of those things where like there was the tension and there was all of that in the air, you know, but she definitely, she, she's the one that slowly like was like, okay, like I need, I can't have this wall up and I need, the kids need to she's be like, a part She's of their like, family. I need help taking them to yeah, basketball. <laughs> probably. I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. You never were like, Oh, I'm sorry for telling. Like you never. No. Okay. No, I just, Why I would he? I don't know. I just. <laughs> well, no, but but no, but there was no conversation. Okay. You know, and I and I will say, like, even after that, there was definitely like the little like I don't even know if it was like a, oh you should come to church or you should whatever, but it was def- definitely like those little jabs of mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, we've you know. all felt them. All. So yeah. all essentially, them. the main problem got swept under the rug. Yeah, and that's a testament. I, I don't even want to say. Mexican families. I just want to say people, families in general, yeah. right? A lot of people don't want to deal with, they think that time heals the wound. Uh-huh. And then if we let enough time pass, all is forgiven. Yeah. Anything that was said is washed away. Yeah. And okay. So, well, but, but, and then again, like you have to think like, so, so the kids are going to get older, they're going to have their own opinions and they're like, you know, she can't, she can't control that. You know, like at that point you had your own opinions and you had all of that. So like your siblings were going to grow into that and they were, yeah. you know, going to do that. So there's, there's nothing she can do to control that anymore. And I think that's where the, you being gay is a problem kind of ended. Yeah. Uh, and after that big blow up, no more i don't remember hearing conversation obviously at church i was still hearing that every week but specifically with you yeah i don't remember it being an issue anymore so actually in hindsight that conversation was great because now everyone knew you were gay we heard it from the gay man's mouth (laughs) (laughs) from the gay and it just we kind of moved on yeah so fast forward that's my freshman year you and i start dating on a sophomore right yeah so tell you guys hey i have a girlfriend uh, i think uh you guys helped me pay for our homecoming dinner i like called you nina <laughs> nana i was like hey can you guys give me money like my parents i can't leave they're letting me go to homecoming and i have a date but i don't have any money so you guys knew about bethany very early yeah and like a year before his parents <laughs> yeah <laughs> a year we had been dating almost a year so then Whatever you guys know, I have a girlfriend. You guys are awesome. You keep secrets. Don't keep secrets from my, me and my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, going through life, I come out. Uh, have you heard the story? But I don't think you, you knew in the moment, like, exactly what transpired. Where I went to my parents and was like, hey, I want to date her. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah none of that. So that yeah. happens. And we'll go to the day I ran away. So Bianca <laughs> calls my mom and says, Bethany's here. And my mom gets on the phone with me and she's like, you need to get her out of the house. She's going off at me. And at this point, I'm like, yo, I'm fucking done. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm stupid. I didn't even pack clothes. And <laughs> just got in my car and left. And I go to my sister sister's house from my biological dad's side. What did you, did they call you and say, is Anthony at your house? Uh, were, well, okay. were you, you, you were, were you out of Nana's house at that point? Yeah. Obviously yeah, you yeah, were yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were, you were living on your own. Yep. Yep. What happens? So... I think Nana is probably the one that, that called me and, and told me. So like in our, I mean, in our family, everyone knows everything about everyone. Like that, like that's just Word how it is. Also, <laughs> I mean, granted Bianca might be the, the root of it, but it, it just spreads like wildfire, you know? And like, especially with Nana, like Nana doesn't like, you, you, I mean, granted if, if it's like, 
something that shouldn't be spread or whatever, like sure, like, you know, she's not going to, but like, she's very open. She's very honest and she's, you know, puts everything out there. So I think Nana's probably the one that told me like, Hey, Anthony, like ran away and you were in contact with her, I think, right? Her Nina or. Yes. Yeah. So like, so like you were giving like updates or like asking for help from them specifically, but I knew like you were like, well, I didn't know. I was kind of scared at first. Cause I didn't know if, you know, you guys would be like, you know, you need to come home. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I, that's why I went to my sister's house because she has no ties to my mom. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. She's they're They're not up to good. So I was like, yo, I'll, of course I can stay there. So I did a few days there and I called and was like, Hey, like, hi, Nana. Like, yeah. hi, and Nana. immediately it was like, me, like, are you okay? Like, yeah. do you need anything Didn't from need us? Anything. Yeah. That's such a testament to, to like, I don't think people really understand how crazy your family was. Like this did barely scratches the surface that you run away from home and your Nana and your Theos and your Nina are like, yeah, we're on how your can side. We help you? Yeah, we're yeah. on your side. Like, thank God you got out of there. And how, like, how was that? Were my parents like aggressive with you guys? Like, we know Anthony's old. Like, how does your mom know that like you came and stayed with me? Like, I don't think I took any heat for anything. Me personally, I know that Nana did. I know that your mom was very upset with Nana because she knew like Nana's trying to help you through this and not me. You know, like well, when I was when I was actually like a runaway, labeled as a runaway. I don't think I stayed with you yet. Okay. I lived at, you know, with my sister and then I went to Nana's. Gotcha. Yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at is like, I never took any heat for anything because okay. I don't think I was even like blamed for anything, okay. you know, but I, but I do know that like she was mad at Nana. Like, well, cause when I, uh, Nana's address was on file when I <laughs> went to school. So it just looked yeah, like everything pointed to So to once again, I get picked up, yeah. you know, we already told the story. My mom does the same thing. She cuts... Everyone you guys else, off yeah. again because if nana was helping yeah then that means everyone, everyone else was, was helping yeah. and that's, that's probably six months of, no because you got picked up in oh, th- august it was, uh, and it was then three you, months yeah Be- oh because remember you guys had helped me set up a court date to get emancipated yeah. and so like it was, literally it was, his family was trying to help <laughs> it was three months that we didn't see you guys because i didn't see you guys until the court date you and nana went to the court date, yeah. and the court date was literally on halloween, halloween I think. And yeah I got so up that was august. august to october so during that time, you guys are cut off. Yeah. You're right. It was shorter. But they said, the judge, oh, do you remember that court date? Yeah. No, that judge was a fucking bitch. No, I, it was very much like, are you living on your own? No, I can't. Like, you know, I well, need you do you to have free a job? Me. Do you have like, yeah, like it was. You're like, <laughs> emancipate me, free and, me. Well, but I mean, but I mean, even to your mom, do you remember like she was there like saying like, I'm like stuff was said about me that I need to speak for and whatever. And the judge was like, I don't care about any yeah. of that. Like she, like it was really my, it, honestly, like it was like a 15 minute conversation and that was it. No. Like it, and it was just like, you need to prove this and, or nothing's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So then I remember we went to Ritos. Went to go That's eat, like yeah, the afterwards. weirdest thing ever to me that like everyone was trying to get you emancipated. And then you guys were like, let's go to Mexican. Yeah. Food. Let's go eat lunch together <laughs> with, with, his mom yeah and on uh yeah that's so weird everyone was there i feel like that's like true hispanic family (laughs) culture like nothing just happened let's go eat (laughs) and that happens we go to lunch everything's cool and i i do remember after that my parents were like listen like you want to move out we 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 see you want to move out you don't want to be here anymore we're gonna let you move out but they put certain stipulations that you have to have your own place to live, which you can't live at Nana's or Theo Marks. That was what they said, which was, that was my plan because I knew that even to this day, Bethany, if you keep fucking around, I know Theo Mark will let me sleep on his couch. (laughs) 
But I knew, like, if I can get out of here, I can go live at my Nana's or my Theo Mark's house and they won't charge me rent. Like, I could just be yeah. there, which I'm thankful to this day that my parents did that because that was my plan. And that's what they didn't want me to do. They didn't yeah. want me living out. They wanted you. You want to be grown? Be grown. Be grown. <laughs> and so I think that really helped me to, like, learn responsibility yeah. and then... And struggle. Exactly. So then I move out. I'm renting a room in a halfway house. I don't even sleep there. It's disgusting. Bethany gets pregnant <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, like what, what are we going to do? And I'm paying $500 a month for a place I don't even sleep at. I got to somehow save money. I call you. I'm like, Hey, Tia Mark, um, having a baby. <laughs> and I, he's like me too. <laughs> I don't have, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you're like, come live with me. Yeah. I don't, I, I have charge an uncomfortable couch, but it's yours. So I think from December to March, you lived with Theo Mark because, and then in March we got our own apartment together. But no questions asked. Come yeah. live with me. Don't, I don't, you want food? I got you. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be here to help with, with whatever you need. At that point, you're going to have a baby. Yeah. Now, yeah. So do you want to talk about I that? I was so confused because I'm like, <laughs> We wait. all were, he was like, I'm having a baby. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm then straight. He, yeah. No, he was like, I'm having a baby. And we were like, with who? Like <laughs> how? And then you're like, oh, Mary. And I was like, who? Like what? And I remember Mary because when I was when I was a runaway, you were like, oh, she she can get you a job at her place. And I think she was working at Octane, Octane right? You're like, yeah. she can get you a job. She's yeah. a manager, yeah. whatever. But then you're like, I, we're, I'm having a baby, and we're we didn't ask in the moment. Like, yeah, like why didn't we even now? I even remember for years I was thinking like, how did she get pregnant? And I never even asked. And then finally I was like, Mark, how'd she get pregnant? And then you just like told me and I was like, Oh, we were so shocked. Like why didn't I just ask? Like that's, I don't know. The shock. So anyways, do you want to tell, tell the story of how you became a dad? <laughs> well, so, okay. So, so I met Mary, uh, Evan's uh, birth mom, like right out of high school, pretty much worked at a restaurant. She, Moved from New York, started working at the restaurant as well. We formed a good relationship and, you know, she, she ended up like leaving pretty soon after, I think within a year or something like that. And we just kept in contact and our birthdays are about two weeks apart. And we would always at least once a year get together for our birthdays, have birthday dinners um, and all of that. And, you know, she's married to Vivian, Evan's other amazing mom. And, you know, she, in one of those conversations, years after you know years after kind of building a, a relationship she you know she says we're trying to have a kid and you know i threw my name in there and i was like if you want a donor like yeah i have plenty <laughs> <laughs> and uh she was just kind of like oh well you know, that's that's a huge deal and you know whatever and i think it was probably like the next time around or within a year or something like that that you know we started having serious conversations and you know long story short like i became a donor and you know, the plan was really, I was just going to donate and they were going to have a kid and I was going to be like another Theo to some, you know, another kid or something, you know? And for me, like I felt okay kind of fitting that role and not necessarily being like a dad because I, you know, I've been an uncle for your whole how, life, yeah, yeah. My entire <laughs> life. Yeah. But during the, during, you know, the planning and conversations and all that, of course we kind of just became a family and they, you know, thankfully decided to keep me in the picture and so no, my son has three parents. So present yeah. day, you are dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm dad. Where dad. originally you were just going to be gonna a part be of the a, life, but as an outsider. That's so cool, yeah. like how it all came out. Because I literally cannot imagine our lives without Evan. Like, cannot. <laughs> it's yeah. Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's best, best friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. 
they're two weeks apart. Yeah. And then, so Evan has his mommy, mama, and papa. papa. Yeah. Like, how cool to have three parents that yeah, love has, you and so support you. And yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Now, thinking about life and if this was one generation before, I can imagine how my mom would have acted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she's always been to your face supportive about Evan and everything. Like, she's never said anything to me that's, you know what I mean? She's always yeah. invited Mary and Vivian over. Like, it's always been a great situation. So, no, what I'm saying is, Theo Mark just told us that he was gay. Yeah. Like, imagine if one of her uncles and we saw three parents, like, it would have been a mess. So, <laughs> I'm glad that. I get to have those. We actually, we've never had a conversation. Have we ever had a conversation with our kids? Like as to why Evan has three parents. Yeah, Well, with Brooklyn, because what I think how it came up with Brooklyn was more so like she was saying something about someone having to have a husband. And I was like, well, girls don't have to have husbands. Yeah. They can also have wives. And so she was sometimes, I think because of how society is, even as much as you try to teach your kids to be inclusive, when at school they have people telling them all day, like you have to have a boyfriend, you have to have a husband, whatever. Like it, that's a seed that's planted. And so I told her like, no, you can have, and then I used Mary and Vivian as an example. I was like, you know, Evan has two moms and they're married to each other. And she was like, oh yeah. Oh, okay. So like with Brooklyn, that's been a conversation. And then obviously she's Evan's best. Friend. I'm sure they talk about it. Like he talks, I don't think they have like conversations about how or why, yeah. but like he talks about his two moms you know yeah. what I mean? But with the other kids, I don't think. No, it's it's, it's so normal. Like, I don't think we're ever going to have have a conversation with Alice because it's yep. just going to be what yep. she's what it, it is, what it is. Yeah. There's nothing different. That's all she knows. You know, so it's not going to be. Whereas with Brooklyn, it was I, I had never been around people with three. Pa- you know what I mean? Besides a stepdad or yeah. stepmom. But. It's just crazy. Yeah, anytime you have someone with more than two parents, it's because they're like divorced or. But like, I wish I had remarried. three parents that you love, Mary and Vivian, right? Yeah, of that course. love they're each my other. Family. They're like, yeah, they're, and you yeah. know what I mean. Like, I have a, a biological dad that doesn't even love me. Like, <laughs> fuck, I can't even get my real dad to love me. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a point too where they literally all lived together. Yeah. Like Mark lived with them, and they were just like this family that I don't know. It's like modern family, so literally. Can you, can you tell us about Evan? Like, how how did you guys navigate that? Was it even a conversation to explain to him, like, you're going to go to school and there's going to be kids that they're taught by their parents that this is not okay, that you're different? Was there ever anything like that? Hold on one sec. I just want to say it's funny because what I'm thinking about right now is how you continually have to come out to Evan, like, all the time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So what's funny is when you're talking, I like, that thought came up where I was like, I I think I've come out to Evan, like, three or four times because he, he, like, I mean, granted, now I think he gets it. And, you know, granted, I, you know, Blake is in the picture and he understands and sees him and, you know, sees my relationship with him and stuff. But before it was, he would say stuff like, oh, like, like about a wife or a girlfriend or something like that. And I would be like, no, like, remember I'm, I'm gay. Like, and that's what this means. (laughs) You know, and like, so, and like with Brooklyn too, like I've, I've come out to Brooklyn a couple of times and, you know, like, I think I've told you both, like we have, I try and have open conversations with Evan about like, just being, uh, you know, open to different people. And like, I have a sign that literally says like, love is love. Women's rights are human rights and no human is illegal and all of that stuff. And I go through it with him and I say, Hey, what did, what are you, what do these mean? And, you know, and w- when Brooklyn was over, I started doing that with her just to like be, you know, be open with it. And specifically when it comes to love is love, like I would tell her, like, I'm a part of that, you know, like, because, you know, I'm gay and, and, you know, her opinion is like, well, 
I love you. And I think you should be able to get married too and have that, you know, what, you know, whatever. So like, you know, but, but I don't think it's, again, it's like, when does your sexuality ever come up? It's not, it's not a thing. Right. But uh, unless you make it a thing. Right. And I think that as long as you act like it's okay and you are open about it and say, Hey, people are different and this is how I'm different and you know, whatever, like it's not even going to be a thing, you know? Yeah. I love that. With Evan at school, does it, so it's like literally never come up that he has two moms and a dad. Yeah. I think the the two moms. So like, I think the dad is easier because obviously like I've been single for most of, most of it and yeah. it's not even a thing, but with his two moms, like, honestly, like, like, I don't know if what conversations the girls have had with him and, you know, with that specifically, you know, yeah, but with, it, if with the conversations with them are probably more geared towards them. Yeah. I would and think, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I can't really speak to like, if it's been an issue, I don't think it's been an issue. I think things have like comments have come up and, you know, but. Cause like we, we have conversations with our kids. Like if you ever see someone getting bullied or, or, you know, being mean to someone like you guys step up and speak for that person. Cause you never know what kids are going through. But if you see bullying in general, like bullying's not cool. Even if they're not bullying you still stick up for the kid that is getting bullied. And yeah. so do you, do you ever see your you guys like having a plan in, of action? Like if someone really is going at you because of this, is there like, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I guess like for us, it's definitely one of those things like this is just, this is life. Like this is normal. People are different, you yeah. know, like the same way if Brooklyn or Harlem are bullied, you do something about it. Yeah. Well, and, no, like in our situation, Brooklyn playing football, there's been situations where kids like you don't play football. I'm going to beat you up. And so I had to be like, yo, Brooklyn, either just ignore it or here's something, you know, tell them to come see you on the football field type deal, you know, but that's just because she's a girl who plays a male dominated sport. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think, to, but I think to, to your point, Beth, like, you know, like you kind of prep them for everything. If someone's, if something's an issue, like how do you deal with an issue? If someone's teasing you about something, how do you deal with somebody teasing okay. you, you know, like whether it's because you have two parents or because you're playing football, you know, like, it, like whatever it is, like, I think the general approach is, you know, of being like, be who you are, understand that people are different. The world is a rainbow. It's not all one color and it's not all like you're, it's not all the way that you are, you know, like if you're straight, like your world is straight, but not the rest of the world yeah. isn't, you know? So now two moms and a dad very heavily involved successful like what would you it's not the ordinary family <laughs> structure you yeah, know no, I mean, what would you rate your lifestyle out of 10 <laughs> you know how is would that, you how recommend it's because you know bethany and i have sometimes where it's like no i'm taking lead on this no i'm oh, no, now totally, there's yeah, three totally. parents yep yep so 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 i guess we all fit our role you okay. know like so you know i like like i think like for me i'm definitely the disciplinarian for which is funny because i i didn't think that you know but i but i think in hindsight like I've been a, I've been a dad since I was eight years old, okay. you know, like yeah. I've been changing diapers since before. So of course I'm going to fit that role of like trying to be responsible and make sure that they're in line and they're doing what they're supposed to and all of that stuff, you know, like you guys never like gave me any grief or trouble or anything like that, you know? And I think I just kind of like have that demeanor about yeah. me, you know, that is like, true. and Mary is like so responsible and so like on top of school and on, you know, all of that stuff. And she's, she's just making sure he's like healthy. She's the one that makes sure like, okay, you know, we do have to take him to the doctor because his foot has been hurting for, you know, yeah. whatever. So she, she definitely fits that like mom, mama bear role, you know, and Viv is just, she's a ball of fun for him, you know, and yeah. just, you know, like has that love and like, you know, we all fit our own role, you know, like, so we're all different, you know? So I think it's no different than, 
any other relationship, you know, people fit different things and kind of help you. you And I mean, and I I think about like, even with us, you know, like I was taking you to get shoes and I was taking, you know, like you guys would stay with me and I would take you to games and I would go to all of your games and all of that stuff. So I was filling a role too. That was an additional parent, you know? So like, you know, so I guess it's just, you kind of take what role, you know, what role fits for you and your relationship with, with them. So nice. So everything that we went, that you went through with my mom, yeah. Right. All the negativity and the verbal abuse and 2022, you guys have a relationship. Yep. You see each other. It's more than just, Oh, I'll see you on a holiday. No. Yeah. How, how, and how do she's you, like fully involved with Evan too. Yeah, like loves yeah, him. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. How do you, how did you get past that? And you know, everything that was said to, to this point to where through all that, you're still, here you still have a relationship like with me everything that happened at the end of the day she's my mom and i'm always gonna have love for her because she's my mom so we've been able to work through anything we've been through but for you you are not tied to her and yes it's your sister but there's nothing there you could you could have gone your own way never spoken to her again but you chose not to what was it that allowed you to do that or are you just a fucking awesome human being (laughs) well I, i think i'm awesome but well but but i mean no like you have to think about so seeing you guys, right, like meant seeing her, okay. right? So like there was no way I was going to be like, screw you. Like, I don't want to have a relationship. I don't want to see you. Like I'll, granted at that time, like, of course, like I was not happy with her and I, yeah. did, I didn't care if I never spoke with her again, whatever the case was. But I knew like I'm going to continue having a relationship with these kids and I'm going to be in their life no matter what that means. And that meant being in her Aww. life as well you so know love so for your you love guys. for us no to- yeah totally totally you yeah. know like so so again you, i need to be in the picture and she's going to be in the picture and i knew that and you know going back to just how we operate like af- after time like that me being gay wasn't a thing her being religious wasn't a thing we knew if she opened that door i was going to kick it shut you know like which over the years she has toned down well i think we've also all done great jobs of setting boundaries and at first there wasn't a boundary she didn't love to cross but now i feel like she's respectful of the boundaries we've set and so i think everyone besides your siblings (laughs) have set boundaries (laughs) but it's awesome to see now we'll close this out for real to anyone out there struggling with you know, internally they know who they are, but they're struggling to put that out there in the world. What advice would you give? What would you tell someone? What would you tell nine-year-old you, 10-year-old you? So, so two things as I think as parents, right? Like, and I'll take that approach. Right? So, so as parents, you need to make sure that you create an environment that is open and welcoming so that your child does feel safe being open with you and and talking to you about things, you know, uh, like for me specifically, like Nana was loving and caring and open and helped every single person in in that came across her path. But I had no idea where she stood. Right. So like for me, I I lived in fear for a while, you know, and all of that stuff. And it would have been so much easier if like I knew she was okay with it. She was okay with it, obviously, you know. So like I think as parents, kind of creating and and having an environment that's uh, that says you know what no matter who you are it's okay you know whether it's your orientation whether it's your interests or career paths or whatever the case may be yeah. i think in general creating that environment is just going to be helpful for, for yeah kids, i was know? gonna say it doesn't even need to be about sexual orientation yeah. but 
making your kids feel like you can talk that they can talk to you about anything about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I couldn't talk to my parents about anything and same with you. And sometimes it was just about like people are being mean to me at school. I was like scared to even tell them that. So anyways. Yeah. And, and for, and for like kids, like, and for me, like, obviously like I, I struggled internally and I had my issues and I kind of came to terms with it. And honestly, that looks different for everybody like that. Like some people come out late in life and it's because they really didn't know and they don't understand and understand their feelings and all of that. And like, honestly, I think all of that is a moving target. You know, like I, I realized it really early on, you know, and, and that made it easier for me to just accept it and come out, you know, and there's some people who don't come out until after they're married and kids with yeah. kids and all of that. And that's okay too. And I, I think it's important, uh, you know, in your example, cause I, I have, I won't, won't put anybody's name out there, but I have people that message me and they listen to our podcast and they're like, man, I'm so glad that there's young people out here that are fixing these mistakes, these generational mistakes. And they say, man, my, my kids are adults and I wish I would have done this differently or that differently. I think in your case, it shows like as a parent or as a, a, a an adult, you can make mistakes and, you know, do things wrong. But I, I do believe there's a chance to repair that oh, and, totally. and fix that. It's not like, if you're willing to accept responsibility and acknowledge your mistakes and how you handle things, it's not like book closed. Well, I mean, yeah. And so like, and you have to think like as people, like you should always be growing and evolving and changing and, and all of that stuff. If you, if you don't, then you're not, you're not growing. Right. And you're not contributing and all of that, you know, and whatever that means. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Garcia diaries unfiltered. We loved having you as probably nice for people to put a voice to the to all the gossip we've <laughs> or all the mentions it's, throughout the it's, years it's awesome like we don't even have to find special guests from outside the world there's so much <laughs> that has happened within our lives we can keep it in-house we were and, literally going down the list of like oh this person in our family could talk about this or this person in our family could talk about this <laughs> but yeah no we thank you i know for myself i want to thank you for everything you've done for bethany and i very early on we had no money even a, a, a taking us out to dinner yeah when we oh, couldn't afford used to go to that thai place all the time which one in tempe wasn't it thai yeah i just i, I remember tons of mcdonald's yeah meals at even, your, you know in, at your apartment your first apartment that, together yeah that in those times we couldn't afford that yeah. that was enough so thank you we love you and we're excited to see you know where we are 10 15 20 years from now but thank you love you guys too can i can i ask a quick question yes like from your perspective right so like you know, with, with like me and, you know, obviously I'm the gay Theo, you know, like, uh, like when, when you were introduced and all of that stuff, was there ever like a, Hey, I'm going to introduce you to my Theo Mark and he's gay. Or was it just kind of like a, Oh, here's my Theo Mark. And then it just like, you kind of had to figure it out because uh, you know, like, I think, how did I, I, th I always knew before I ever even met you, I knew. So he must have okay, mentioned gotcha, it at mentioned some it point. Yeah. And probably like the stories about what happened with our family yeah. and stuff probably. Like we would talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I always knew it was never like a conversation that I ever had with you even. And that's the thing is you're not deal mark. That's gay. You're just deal mark. You know, right? Yeah. Also, I think too, but even back then I probably had some stereotypical um, things in my head about what a gay person is and yeah. you didn't match any of those to me for like the stereotypes. And so I think 
I think I always thought about that. Like, yeah. dang, he's like super hot. And women, <laughs> women love you. That I mean, you, yeah. that's, that's a curse because <laughs> everyone assumes I'm straight. Everyone like and the, if anyone has a crush on me, it's a woman. But that is true, Beth. I don't. But like Hollywood, right? The way they depict gay people, Tim Mark is none of that. <laughs> like the opposite. <laughs> So that's funny to me too. So but. you made me think of something, something else that Nana told me, you know, about like uh, your mom that, that, you know, she, and again, she's religious, you know, and she, she said that God put me in Melissa's life for a reason. Like, funny, like, yeah. it, like to say, Hey, you, you think people are, you know, gay people are this and that and whatever, like here's this person that's not, you know, and not only that, like they're so they're so kind of in line with who you respect and who, who, you know, like who you believe to be a good person that you are allowing them to be in your kid's life in this capacity, yeah. you know? So like that was something else that stood out to me. And I guess like that comment and then the earlier comment that, you know, I, I, I said about what Nana said definitely shaped my perspective of your mom specifically. So regardless of what your mom was saying, I knew she loved me and she wanted me in the picture and she respected me and She's she's feeding me what's being fed to her, yeah. and that's not actually kind of what she feels, you know. Like I I, I can genuinely say that I feel like she doesn't really think all that yeah. stuff, you know. Like because <laughs> of the way she behaves with me and and all of that, you know. Yeah. And present oh. day again, like she's just my sister. She's involved, and there's no there's no animosity, yeah. you know. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can catch a new episode of the Garcia Diaries unfiltered every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss any of the action and don't forget to leave a rating and review. You can follow us on social at the Garcia Diaries at Sir Garcia Diaries and our podcast page at the Garcia Diaries pod. Talk to you next week. Peace.